welcome to the Diabolical Film Show, a podcast about old films, new films, and the people who make them. My name is Ash, and with me, as always, I have my old mate, Richie. Yes, mate, always. I always am here. the bad penny. Like a stalker. Like a, like a smelly fart. Aren't you? Always there. Always there, lingering. <laughs> How you doing, mate? All right, mate. All right, mate. We've got a good topic this week. Oh, <laughs> we're talking reboots. Reboot, reboot, reboot. Um, sequels, 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 sequels. Yeah. Do you know what the very first sequel was? Ooh. Frankenstein? No. Dracula? What's all like that? No. Go on. Richie done research. Shocker. Well, <laughs> depending on your on your viewpoint, yeah. A film called The Birth of a Nation, 1915, directed by D.W. Griffith, American Civil okay. War. Sequel, The Fall of a Nation, brought out a year afterwards. Although that's... People are saying it's a bit bit of a loose. It's not like a sequel as we know of a sequel. It's not. It doesn't share the same actors, director. So, but that's that is story wise, it's a thing. But actual film wise and the rest of it, it's not. What people are saying is a true first sequel. Film called The Shake, which um, what's his name, Rudolph Valentino, okay, is in it. Silent film and directed by George Melford. And the sequel was The Son of the Shake. There you go. <laughs> Well, this one stars Rudolph Valentino. So you've got a continuation there, and that was um, Son of the Shake. It clocks in at an hour and eight minutes. You don't get many of them these days. You don't, do you? 1926, whereas The Shake was 1921. So that is what it's classed as. So fancy a bit of a very nostalgia nostalgia trip. Get them watched. Maybe not. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of reboots and sequels. Do they need them? Is it a thing? Well, it clearly is a thing, but do we really need them? Do we? We'll find out. <laughs> Let's find out. So a reboot. See, the thing is, you've got different terminology here as well, haven't you? You have. You've got, you've got reboot and you've got remake, and then you've obviously got sequel. So reboot kind of, I would, I would class reboot as you're going to reboot a franchise. You know, something like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings. Not uh, not Lord of the Rings, I apologise. I'd class a reboot as the Planet of the Apes films. That was rebooted twice, actually, um, in this case. Yes. That that would be a reboot. Then you've got a remake where you're classing things as things like King Kong and Godzilla. So you've got... It is, they're not quite... Although Godzilla is a franchise. Oh, actually, so is... <laughs> so I've just shot myself down before we've even started. Planet of the Apes is also a franchise, but... Generally, the actual film itself, King Kong itself, is a is a singular, is a singular film. So that is that is a kind of remake. Have you got any other terminology you're gonna throw in there just to confuse everybody, which I've probably already done? Well, I've got. Let's see. Now, in my head, a reboot it can ignore what has gone on before, and okay. what necessarily happened before doesn't always have to translate into the new translate oh into the new property okay so okay. things like um you've got your batman films you had the first two batman films they now batman and batman returns with michael keaton as batman they let's were not sequels. forget let's not forget the adam west pow whack yeah bam. but those two were sequels and then you had the other ones that we just don't talk about, you know, Val Kilmer and Clooney. Ooh. Yeah. But then they were rebooted with Nolan. And what happened in the 
the earlier films weren't referenced in the Nolan ones, so they they choose to ignore what had gone on yeah. before. Batman's an interesting thing because obviously you had Michael Keaton in the first two with Tim Burton, which people people like. I I still say the first one is a good film. It's too long. It loses its way, and I think this is one of the problems with Tim Burton. Actually, he, he has visually great. You know, but his story kind of his story kind of structure lacks sometimes, and it kind of wanders around. It doesn't always land, but the the actual ideas and the visuals and everything else look absolutely amazing. And I'd say specifically the first one, the second one, I would say is better. Although it looks more like it's up. I mean, it clearly is all filmed in the studio, but it looks very much like it's filmed in the studio. You know what I mean? It, mm. it does. It looks a little bit fake in, in places. Where the first one looks a bit more open world and real world, where the second one less so um, but it had the more interesting characters but then they went on they did the bit of the bond thing didn't they i, I was going to talk about bond later on but bond did it bond does it well they don't really they've got the franchise obviously and they don't really reboot the franchise they just have sequels they just replace the actor and that's what they did with the batman they just replaced the actor they didn't keep doing the same origin stories which we'll probably come on to We'll talk about that later. There's like hints of it, obviously, because Batman's a tortured soul. There's no origin, continual origin story. It's just new, new stories continually getting worse as that fr- as that franchise kind of went on. But it started with Keaton, and then it ended very badly. Essentially, well, it was also they did the same thing with Spider-Man. That was rebooted. That was a proper full reboot, though. Yeah, but the first two were a sequel, and then they rebooted it, and then they rebooted it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those, in my head, those weren't needed. You could still change the actor and carry the story on. Wasn't needed. So you're, well, yeah, yeah. Because the remake, it it wasn't a remake. A remake, in my head, so you get the original story, like what you said about King Kong. Nobody wants to be in your head, Richie. And they... <laughs> and they retell it again, but they put it, you know, with a modern spin on it, perhaps. Or well, it's actually closer to the original source material. The, the original film isn't is to obviously the, the main story beats are all there, but it it cuts a big chunk out. And you've got to ask yourself sometimes: Is it better? Are remakes better? And in some cases. Yes, and in some cases, no, but what are the reasons behind that? And I think sometimes with the reboots, I think, and of the franchises and the remake, you got to look at it. You have to start with the original film. Are you going to do something more interesting and better than the original film? Can you add something to it that is not just the director's ego thinking, I could do better than that? I wouldn't say it's not necessarily that, because how many remakes has there been of something like Murder on the Orange Express? Yeah. Well, too many. But in my opinion, in each one, it's re it's it, yeah, it's it's reintroducing the same story, but with actors of the time. So you probably wouldn't get the kids today watching the seventies version of Murder on the Orange Express, you know, with uh, Sean Connery and that ilk, because they'll go Sean who? Yeah, they don't care. But if you do the new one, oh, yeah. I know that person, I know that actor, be more inclined well, to could, watch it. Yeah, you can say the same with things like A Star Is Born. Funnily enough, that was. One of the ones on my list. Okay, then. Yeah. Talk about it, Richie. Well, I think I've seen the Barbara Streisand one years ago. Chris Christopherson as well, isn't it? Yeah. I believe. Yes. I've not seen the new one, but I know you're talking to the wrong half of the partnership. My wife knows all these because it's, it's slap banging in the middle of her little playground. Musical, she's all over it. So there's, you know, is it a Judy Garland version? You've got the Barbara yep. Streisand version. Yep. You've got the Lady Gaga version. And... It's it, yeah, it's the same story, but they're introducing it with new characters, new actors, different actors, 
that the people of the time will identify with. So I might not want to see the Barbara Streisand, you know, or I might be like, oh, I'll I'll go for the other one, the Lady Gaga one, see what they can do with it. And you know? I, I think... And obviously, storytelling and filmmaking changes o- over the time as well. And I think that I think you're right there. In for those three examples, they got better and better because they're more relevant to the time mm. and they, they introduce things to the time. The Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson one is is a perfectly good film. It's a it's a it's a good it's a very good film. But the new one is a very good film. Mm. I I really I really enjoyed it. So introducing new new or the more modern kind of actors of the time so okay i'll throw something out out at you okay. then, richie then just just let's going off what you've said there mate right. okay so who is peter weller who is peter weller today we don't i don't know so let's remake robocop let's remake robocop and make it of the time right you see now that i refer that to the the banner headline of when sequels remakes reboots go wrong and there's a whole thing highlander wrong highlander 2 mistake highlander 3 mistake not needed the first highlander film is by far the best the matrix films first one amazing box it off the other two in my view waste of time not needed not needed not needed at all i'm i'm going to disagree i'm going to disagree with you slightly on the matrix films i i i <sighs> I don't dislike them as much. I, well, I, I don't dislike them. I, 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 if I watch The Matrix, I generally watch all three. I'll, not maybe back to back, but I will, I will watch, watch them as a trilogy. And I treat them as a trilogy. Are the other two as good as the first one? No. The first one was groundbreaking. That would That is going to be probably um, appear in one of our future episodes where we say, films have changed cinema. Matrix was one of them. <laughs> it really was. Where could they go after that, though? They, they kind of ran out of ideas, and then they based the second one within the Matrix, and then everyone said, oh, it's just too much Matrix. So they based the third one out of the Matrix. I mean, they already had the storyline probably mapped out, but the third one out of the Matrix, and then everyone goes, is that enough Matrix? It's, you can't you can't please everybody. See, so what you just said there is, where did they go from there? Well, that's where, just it. They didn't have to. That's the point. They didn't have to. They could have just left it, bang, and it would have been absolutely perfect and this touches on a point which um i was going to get onto later but we might as well bring it up now money it's called show business and there's a reason the business part of it is there because all the studios want to do is make money and they're fucking lazy let's be frank Mm. about it they don't want to risk their money on the thousands upon thousands of probably great scripts that are out there because they don't want to risk it and all these news screenwriters and storytellers that want to make that get their films made just can't because the, all they want to do is reboot something that made a shit ton of money and live off the nostalgia and a lot of the times it doesn't work it really doesn't work for example re, re, reinvig, reinvigorating a, a new franchise it's like when they remade psycho why yeah that was on my little list as well and the yeah. omen why you're doing a shot for shot remake yeah shot for shot what are you doing what are you bringing to the party here absolutely nothing it's not like a star is born where they they took the same story but give it a a different twist you know they didn't it wasn't shot for shot they they made it relevant to the time they didn't do fuck all with that and they're remaking the exorcist i mean don't get me wrong i'll go and watch it but it's the exorcist it's one yeah. of the best horror films made. And even now he's chilling. Yes, some of the effects are looking a little bit creaky nowadays. That's 100% understandable. But the story itself is still a great story. Mm. And the business of Hollywood, 
and the British film industry as well, they don't want to spend the money. They'd rather just pay, get big famous actors in, and I'll use Knives Out and stuff like that as an example of this, and just throw them at the screen with a mediocre story because they're not willing to take a risk. Where they did take a risk, if you all listen to our previous episode, I'm sending you back with See How They Run. That's that was a yeah. that was a new script, and that far was better. cracking. That's better, far better. But I, I just don't get it. But it's money. It's money, 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 money. And is. there's some I things mean, just don't should not be remade, hundred percent. And the other thing, I mean, if you're going to do a sequel, you want to do something like uh, you know, well, the fallback, isn't it? The the go to sequels, and it's all turned into a Cameron James Cameron wank fest, isn't it? It's Aliens and Terminator 2. They are the sequels that are, you know, deemed, it's universally known that they are better. It's another way of progressing the original story. And in some cases, like in Terminator 2, it's better than Terminator. Now, it, that, it, it is, yeah, but Terminator was a low-budget low exactly. film. Exactly. It's one of, his, one of his first films, yeah. not his first film, but one of his first exactly. films, realistically, that he had full control over. Mm. And it is that's still a good film. Does it look a bit creaky? But if you think back, if it's it's set back at a time, if you treat it as that time, then it's fine. It's a little creaky now, I suppose, in places. And Terminator 2 is the better film. He had the bigger budget. Mm. He proved himself by that point. And, you know, he had a winner. And the same with Aliens. He progressed the story. He thought about it and he progressed the story naturally onwards from from Alien. And that's where it worked really well. Alien is a horror film in space. Aliens is a war movie in space and it separates them out completely and it works really really well it's the same with terminator terminator is a low budget film but he just amped it up for the second one he had a cracking idea with the liquid terminator and it 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 worked perfectly well and the ones after that they're not good they're not good they're not terrible, but they're just they're uninspiring yeah i like i like alien 3 what always have done you know this Alien 3. I like Alien 3. Well, we will talk about Alien 3. 3. If Matt, if you're listening, Matt's favourite film. that We spoke to Matt Fagiani a while back. It's his favourite film. But um, What gets yeah. me is, if time travel didn't exist, James Cameron would be fucked. He would be fucked, because there'll be no Terminator and there'll be no fucking Alien. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. He'd be fucked. About, what did you... Whoa, let's just... Let's, let's just roll back time there. What did you just say? If time travel doesn't exist. It's a, it's a, it's the, it doesn't fucking it's exist. It's a thing of time travel. <laughs> it's not real. It's, we can't time travel. He'd be knackered. If he wasn't there, if he wasn't available as a plot point to move a story on, he'd, he'd be fucked. <laughs> you well, know, very true. He'd be, he'd be screwed. Robert Zemeckis. And speaking of Robert Zemeckis, let's talk about Back to the Futures. Because the Back to the Futures films, one, two, and three, okay? First one, Lightning in the Bottle, everyone agrees with it. It's perfect casting, perfect script, yep. absolutely amazing. Second one, not well, as well liked. I do like the second I one like because he took one. a bit, of, yep. took a bit of a risk, uh, made it a little bit darker. Was very clever introduce using the first film as well and how how um, mm. time travel can actually change the future and all that sort of business. All very very good. And the third one is just a fun romp. It it's just a fun enjoyable romp and every, everyone everyone really likes it. Rounds off the series really really well. Crack on. There you go. There's your trilogy. It works great. Why are we wanting to remake it? Now, Robert Zemeckis said uh, at one point, you'll remake, because he owns the rights to it, obviously, because it's his film. It's not always the case, but in this case it is. Uh, He said, you will make Back to the Future, remake Back to the Future over my dead body. And that's how it should be. Oh, I don't want him dead. I like Robert Zemeckis, but I don't... (laughs) I I I like his films. I don't know him. 
I, I, it's perfect. There's nothing wrong with it. And if you go back and watch it, it's set in, it's set in the 80s and that, whatever. It's perfectly fine. It doesn't look old. It doesn't look creaky. It looks perfectly fine. Yeah, a couple of the effects are a little bit co- hoggy, mm. but you, you could gloss over that because it, it just cracks on with it. it just, it's just because uh, it is so good. Why does it need to be remade? Because they want to make more money. They think they're going to make more money. I think uh, Michael J. Fox has come out recently and said, if you're going to remake it, make it with a girl in character. It would be a, a female kind of version. But what? why? Why? Why bother? If you're going to do it, do what Bond does and what, what we talked about earlier. Just maybe just continue it on. Maybe someone a bit like, in fact, there, there we go. A bit like Ghostbusters recently. The recent Ghostbusters, the last one. Um, what's, it, what's it called? What's, Afterlife. What's the last Afterlife, yeah, okay. So you had Ghostbusters 1, which is phenomenally great, okay? Absolutely great. Even the effects aren't bad. These Even nowadays, it's, pre- it's pretty good effects, okay? Um, Ghostbusters 2, okay. It, it, no, it didn't quite work, let's yeah. be honest. Then you had the female remake, which I don't dislike. Um, it has its funny moments, but it was not needed. Not needed at all. Exactly. It was not needed. But then you had Afterlife, right? Scaled it right back down again. Yeah, the riffing on bloody um, Stranger Things with the kids and all the rest of it. Yeah, fine and dandy. But it was a loving tribute to Harold Ramis, because obviously he wasn't in the film. He died before they made the film. And it was a loving tribute. And it rounds it, I think, that rounds it all off. End of. No. They're continuing it. I know they are. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. But I do. They respected. They didn't just wipe it like the female reboot did. They didn't just wipe the slate clean and start again. Why bother? Just you could have had those girls take over, or the females take over mm. from the Ghostbusters. You could have had that work. That would have worked out better. That'd have been a better thing. But they didn't. They rebooted it, and it's just like why. Just continue the story on. Well, I've, I've got that down as, as back to Highlander again. This, this Highlander 2, it just ripped out everything what the first one set up. And that it, that also reminds me of a middle part of another franchise not so long ago, where the middle film just ripped apart everything that had been set up beforehand. Oh, I know where you're going with you this. You know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, you're in. But Come it on. makes me... A crying man baby. That's what it does. Yeah. As the director, Ryan Johnson has said, anyone who has a go at my Star Wars film, you're a crying man baby. Is it, oh, boo, we're we're, we're going to tread over old ground here again. <laughs> I can see it now. I think, we, I think we need to get this <laughs> off our chest at some point um, and maybe talk about the Star Wars. But that is, that's a sequel there that it just ripped up everything that had gone off, that had been set up for over 40, 40 Let's years. Let's save it for beforehand. a different podcast, but you are correct. Yes. Yeah, we won't we won't go on to yeah. into this too deeply here. Yeah. Um because we've got other stuff to say. But uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson, the word trilogy means, you know, three parts, not destroying everything that's gone before just because you think you're good. Ego, you're wrong. Mm. Wrong, 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 said Dr. Cox. <laughs> so yes, so that, that so that's the problem. But what I was gonna say was I was, I was gonna mention an, another sci-fi franchise, shall we say, which has had films and had TV series and stuff and like that. Well, Battlestar Galactica. Now Battlestar Galactica, that technically is a reboot. They rebooted the series. So they rebooted the series because they used the same character names. They used Apollo and Starbuck, and everyone went, oh, my God, you've, cla- you've cast Katie Sackhoff as Starbuck. Starbuck's a man. He smokes cigars. Then they saw Katie Sackhoff doing, doing Starbuck and went, oh, no, she's actually quite good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Boomer, Boomer, <laughs> Boomer. Oh, no. Oh. Uh, 
going on and on and on and on about all the different characters. Oh, you've changed him into female. Oh, you're just so woke. Well, let's be honest. Back then, it was a male-dominated kind of industry. Nowadays, it's a, we're a little bit more... <laughs> more inclusive, aren't we? We've moved on. We've progressed, you know? And then when they saw um, all of these people in the roles, it's absolutely amazing. And now the thing with Battlestar Galactica specifically is it didn't piss on what had gone before. No, it didn't, no. In fact, it embraced it. Yeah. That was the first Cylon War. Um, the Cylons being the baddies in there, if you haven't watched it. Go and watch it, it's great. But they just moved the characters up, used the same names, and embodied those characters for a new generation but still respecting what had gone before mm. which was absolutely even bringing back um hatch what's his name richard hatch richard hatch thank you yes richard hatch as a as a different character admittedly uh, he was a terrorist leader and political leader in this one absolutely amazing you know and brought it into a new generation now they're rebooting it again really Yes, they're looking to reboot it again. And whether okay. it's... Uh, I don't know if it's been leaked yet or what, or if, it, if it's out there, how they're going to reboot it. Are they going to be respectful of what went in the recent re version of the reboot? Because that reboot, I thought, worked perfectly well. Mm. I I liked it. I loved it all the way through. I thought it took, it was hard-hitting, which the original series actually was as well, if you go back and watch the original series. It was hard-hitting. It handled tough subjects really really well yeah, did, the yeah. characters were amazingly well fleshed out some people didn't like the religious element that actually brought into it but that's part of the original so they, they, they kind of kept that kind of ethos and I loved the end I'm not going to ruin the end to that one um, but I absolutely loved the end the last episode and how, how it all wrapped how they kind of wrapped it all up so it's interesting because and they don't explain everything which is I know everyone needs everything explaining these days it doesn't make sense well shut up just accept it for what it is and you can make out make make of it what you will well, that, okay. that was the the joy of film the joy of cinema if you had an ambiguous ending brilliant because then you could well i think this and your mate who was sat next to you in the pictures watching it well i think this and when you talk about it afterwards you're thrashing out your idea oh yeah oh, oh what do you think i reckon this would have happened well i reckon this would have happened and it's you both watched the same film but you can come to two totally different endings in your mind you know and that it creates discussion it creates what we're doing now chit 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 chat you know and it's just better than having it force fed shoved down your throat this is what we're doing and we're telling you this is it spoon feeding you there you are be a good little drone and take it no yeah and this this is what i hate this is what i hate online online at the moment um, there's, there's a spew of them, and I absolutely detest it. These websites who say, they'll say, oh, I don't know, the the Batman ending explained. Well, I saw it. Go and watch the fucking film, sorry. Make up your own mind. And make your own mind up. Because <laughs> that's that person's ex um, explanation of it. It means, it's not explaining fuck all. Go watch the film. It's your experience. Mm. It's your, you're bringing to the film your life experience and your baggage and your you're, you're understanding, you're taking something from it different to what from what that person is. Don't have some fucking muppet who's too bone-idle to write an actual proper article. Say, oh, I'll explain this for you. Yes. Bollocks. Just go and watch the fucking film. Yeah. Like 2000, right? An old film for older people, okay? Uh, we're going back way back. We're going back to uh, Stanley Kubrick's 2001. It is one of the most ambiguous endings to, classically yeah. ambiguous endings to a film, whatever. And you could take away from that whatever you want to take mm. away from that, okay? I have my version of it, and clearly I'm right, but I have my <laughs> version of it. 
Um, <laughs> but someone else will have a different version, di- different take on it. Don't have tell, get someone telling you online that this is the definitive answer to that. No, there's no definitive answer. And it's, it's your own experience that, that should be the definitive answer for you. And like Richie says, go off and discuss it with your mates and tell them they're wrong as well. So, but it, it, it starts getting... We're getting muddy now, though, because I think you've got the reboots, you've got the remakes, but then you've got things currently like the Batman, okay, which are living in a different universe to Nolan's yeah. Batman. But there's going to be another Batman next year, mm-hmm. and you've got the Flash's version of the Batman, Infinite Infinite Crisis, um, Crisis, whatever it is, where he's bringing different Batmans together. Yeah, Within Michael a, Keaton's one. Michael of them. Keaton's one of them. I've got a, I've got a sneaky suspicion Bale might make an appearance as well. You know, I have no backing for this whatsoever. So they're going to do what they did with Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I think they'll yeah. bring them. I, I think they're keeping that a secret because I think it was quite well known Keaton had put the cowl back on again. He wanted to use him for, as part of the publicity. Publicity, but I, I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, mm. but I think they might get one of the other Batmans back. It might be Bale. It might be one of the others. I don't know, but um, we'll see. You can't just have one other Batman. Uh, well, and, well, I know what's his name's in it as well, isn't he? Um, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's coming back as well, isn't he? I think. Batfleck. Batfleck. So if you were to reboot something then from the past, you know, what would you do? What would you pick? Oh, thanks for priming me for that question, Richie. What would I pick hey. off the top of my head? Yeah, what would you pick? So you need something that that you could bring something different to it, I think. You can't just reboot something for the sake of rebooting it. For example, for a prime example for this is the Evil Dead trilogy. The Evil Dead trilogy, now you and me are big fans of the Evil Dead trilogy. We love Bruce, a bit of Bruce Campbell. He's, he's a funny guy. And they went on to make Ash versus Evil Dead. And it's not just because the guy's called Ash. It's a, funny, it's a funny thing, okay? But they rebooted it. They remade it. Yeah, we made the Evil Dead, and the outcry when they when they announced that was horrendous. They were they were slated for doing it. It'll never be as good as the original. Well, no, because they made a different thing. They made a horror film out of it. But the first three were horror comedies. This one wasn't. It was an out and out com. It was an out and out horror, and they did an absolutely amazing job with it. I really like the the re- the remade version of the Evil Dead. Same story. Same monsters and all, you know, deadites are all all there. More blood. More blood. <laughs> um, watch the ma- you should watch the making of, of that, actually. The making of that's quite funny because the main act, it's, it's not funny, actually. It's quite, it's, I don't know what the word is, actually. I'll explain what happens. So the, act, the actor who's the, the main lead in that, so they replaced Ash with a, with a female lead. And she's, the, it's late in, it's late in, in in the morning, you know, about two or three o'clock or something, she just walked off set, covered in blood, freezing cold, and she's complaining. And um, they just said, "Well, have you not seen the Evil Dead films? Have you not seen what, how much blood is used in the Evil Dead films? Uh, did you not? Ex- we have explained this to you, what it's going to be like." And she's so miserable, poor sod, <laughs> there, just sat there freezing her ass off, covered in blood, constantly covered in blood for hours on end. Yeah, it's it's. It's it's funny, but it's not funny if you know what I mean. It's one of those things you got to feel sorry for. So going back, yeah. So that that that's a good example of a remake. Do you know what? And this is one that jumps to my my mind. And I know it's they've been trying to remake it for this for a long time, and they haven't managed 
to get it through the the gate. Akira. Wow. So Biggie. Now Akira, for those people that don't know, is an anime. It's a big, famous anime film. It's groundbreaking from 1988. Right. I. I don't think you could put that to film. I think you could. I think nowadays you can. I honestly do. I think nowadays you could do Akira and you could do it justice. I genuinely think you could. I know they've been trying to do it for a long, long time. It's based on a on a, on a piece of manga. Uh, manga, for those that don't know, is a Japanese comic. They turned turned it into anime, which is Japanese animation, essentially. And it's it's groundbreaking of its time. And then the, what followed on for them, and we might talk about it. This is a good subject, actually. The kind of the beginnings of the, the kind of the key pieces of animation they kind of spawned ghost in the shell later on which is a, again a, an amazing cameron-esque kind of dystopian future as well that's, that's incredibly good well they did make that into a mildly passable film it wasn't great but um it was okay but it wasn't it, it could have been a lot better it could have been a lot better than it was <sighs> yeah i think i think akira i think you could make it you could you'd have to change it a bit i think I think you'd have to change the story slightly. You could you could base it on real world politics and what's going on at the moment now. I really do think you could do it. What about you, Richard? You that that's one off the top of my head. So I hadn't prime I wasn't primed for that question. Go on. I would. I would I'll go for Logan's Run. Okay. Logan's Run. For those people who are not familiar with Logan's Run, it's set in the uh, in the future where society lives in um, in these domes and everything's provided for you. The only the only drawback is in the film when you get to 30 you die. That's it. Game over. And you have on the palm of, palm of your hand, they call it a life clock, it's a crystal, and it changes colour the older you get. And so that's how people know when it's their time to die. Now, there's an element of the population, they call them runners, and they don't, they believe that you shouldn't die at 30. And so they, they attempt to escape from these domed uh, cities. And to stop them, you've got the, I suppose it'd be a, a police force called the Sandmen. And they go out and they stop runners and they stop them by killing them. So in essence, you've got an element of society wanting to not believing what the central computer is telling people that you should die at 30. The atmosphere outside these domes, it's all pollution with radiation after the nuclear wars. So everyone's condition not to go outside the condition to believe what they've been told and these runners don't believe them and so two of them managed to, to escape and they get pursued by the sandman outside of the dome it's well well worthy of a remake well worthy i mean the special effects it won best oscar for special effects in 1976 and then when you look at what won the special effects in 1977 which was star wars never heard of it 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 just yeah it the, just the special effects it just between elevates. the two films <laughs> this it, honestly the, the difference is like yeah. oh my god <laughs> but that that goes back to what made Star Wars the biggest one of the biggest impacts which is why we did a thing on it kind of impacts to to cinema because it was such a step up and again mm. we're we're gonna probably do this episode at some side of the future films that properly changed the, cinema history. But your story of Star Wars, if you stack up the story of Logan's Run to Star Wars, Star Wars is a bit of a pamphlet. Logan's Run, there's a story there. Okay. It's okay. it's more of a meaty story. But you could, again, you can make, there is something that can be said 
in today's society about yeah. that and that and so that's that would be a fair remake mm. but what what actually makes it what actually makes a fair remake i mean there, there are some good remakes out there there really are things like i'm, I'm gonna say true grit true grit was a mm. was a good remake yeah 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 so initially you had big john wayne in in there but then the cohen brothers come along rewrote it and it is a lot better i would say Scarface. Scarface was a remake of a very early film, but that's one again mm. where you could bring it right back, right up to date, and that that worked really well. We've talked about Star is Born. Ocean's Eleven was one I was talking to a friend of mine about the other day. Yes, Ocean's Eleven is a, is a cracking remake. Now mm. originally you had the Rat Pack and the b- yeah. bunch in there, so you had big names, but just mm. bit of that film. But the Ocean's Eleven remake is fantastic, you know. So you can get some good remakes if you're going to bring something different to it's it. It's just picking the right one. Yet some remakes, reboots. I mean, I'm looking at fucking RoboCop three sequel that absolutely shit. Jaws four, dog shit films, dog shit. What is the point? You've got, I don't know, Police Academy, the first one. Brilliant. But yeah, you're going back a bit here. The second one. All right. The rest of them. I think there's seven of them. Police Academy films. What about Planet of the Apes then? What about the Planet of the Apes films? So you, that's been rebooted. The original ones? So you had the original ones, and then you had the Tim Burton remake, which was, eh, all right. I prefer the newer remakes. Yes. And the sequels. Because the um, Tim Burton one was too close to... The, I know they changed the end, but it was too close to the original one. And it didn't it didn't say anything different. It didn't say anything new. It brought nothing to it. Oh, look at Tim Burton's style. He made everything with curls. Apart from the ending. Yeah, the ending. That's what I said. He had a different, he had a different ending. Yeah. Well, whoopee, whoopee do. You're not saying anything different to what the mm. original ones did. But the new Planet of the Apes films, yeah. the, the trilogy of them, all three of them, very good. Mm. very good you know and they, they all tell their own story and so that it can be done even with classic films like like that but then you got things like spider-man oh, you know some good some bad See, the other thing that annoys me about that kind of ilk is you get your reboot and they've got to tell you the origin of the character oh, just about again to say this. i'm fucking sick of origin stories we know what happened just save yourselves 20 minutes and give you 20 minutes to make a good story save yourself 20 million on the budget and yeah. cut out the fucking origin story and just get on with a new story i'm all for new stories there's there's a lot of things you can tell in the batman universe and the spider-man universe they've been around long enough now there's enough baddies out there you can keep keep throwing them back in every now and then the big ones and use some of the but be more interesting with with the some of the more obscure ones there's enough good writers out there christ almighty Stay away from bloody yeah, origin stories. Yeah, they didn't do it with Superman, did they? They did. The recent ones. It started on Krypton. Yeah, it was there, mate. Mm, and yeah. it was the same. It, it, it was a that bit. Was it, it, it was Crow, different. It was... it was Russell Crowe. Yeah, it was Kal El. Um, mm. Is it Kal? Is that his dad? Or have, I, have I got the names mixed up? Jor El. Jor El. Is it? Yeah. That, that was his dad, and it was fine. But they they brought in the the trio of them, didn't they? The the baddies early on. So it's mm. so they did. They, they rebooted that, and again, did it need a reboot? I don't know. Just continue the story on. If you want to bring the baddies back in, bring the baddies back in. But just continue the story on in an interesting way. Now the thing is, Henry Cavill is is fucking amazing as Superman, and they've done him a disservice recently by kind of casting him aside with the new. Mm the new 
I don't know what you want to cinematic universe which DC keep fucking up because you've got like the Batman, you've got the Flash's Batman, you've got Batflex universe, you've got the Nolan universe. It's all a bit of a fucking mess at the moment. Now oh, I'm yeah. a massive Batman fan, and the Batman is a cracking film. The Batman is more in Joker territory. He's more in Joker universe. The the recent Joaquin Phoenix one. Yes, um, yes. It feels that grimy, gritty kind of universe, more realistic. It's kind of based around that a little bit. I quite like that. I'm not sure about the new Joker sequel being a musical, if I'm completely honest. I don't mind the casting, but as a musical, again, are you just trying to be different? Are you just going to make a fucking mess of things? Because Joker, the film, it's a riff on King of Comedy and Taxi Driver a little bit and things like that as well. It is pretty much a remake of that and just brought up to date. But they've used the Joker character and they've emphasised his mental illness and things like that. It's a, it's a really good, gritty, kind of dark so it's not it's not a sequel story for the you get sequels that are a progression and you get sequels which are just made for the sake of a sequel yeah isn't it and this i think they had the story and then they they brought in the joker element and thought it would work really well and it does work really well now is this the bat is this batman's joker maybe initially i don't think it was i think this was just maybe what inspired maybe batman's joker late, later on although they do obviously it does include bruce wayne in the in, in the film as well but now obviously bringing bringing the new joker film coming out uh, you've got harleen quinzel in as well part so you got Joker Part 2, essentially, or whatever you want to call it. So the new Joker film, Folly Adieu, with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga as... Yeah, she's Harley Quinn, isn't she? Harley and Quinzel, yeah. So it's their kind of a bit of an origin story for her, really. Mm. But then you've got the Joker appearing in, in the new Batman as well, the Batman. So you got that as well. You got another Joker... He's getting muddled. They're making a bit of a mess of it. Now, Marvel had this cinematic universe, and up to the end of Endgame, Endgame, uh, they've done an amazing job of, mm. of keeping it all on track. It's a fucking mess now. It's all right, fucking muddle. But the DC universe just hasn't had that, hasn't worked. They tried to copy Marvel with their, who is the different? No. DC are dark. Just stick to doing the dark stuff. And I quite like the kind of mishmash of different things that are coming out. But don't try and just don't just try and cram it all into a, a one universe. It's it doesn't work. And it's I don't know. I think it's overkill now. You've got the Batman. We don't need another Batman coming out at the same time. You've already, you're already going with the trilogy with the Batman. Is it Reeves's Batman trilogy? It just just settle yeah. down. Don't be fucking greedy. It's essentially what it is. You're being greedy concentrate on those that you're putting out there and try and be a little bit more original with, with your product. Because there's so many bad guys that they've not touched on, or if they have introduced them in the past, like the Scarecrow in the Nolan films, you could do so much more with them. Yeah. This, oh, you know? There is so many people. You've got Victor Zaz, who's essentially a serial killer, which he's, he's been used in all sorts of different ways. You've got um, Firefly. Uh, he's a pyromaniac. Uh, did this look, I, mean, I could I could start listing bloody unders. Red Hoods and God knows what. <laughs> but uh, I'm not. But th there's a lot more. And they, you could have really interesting stories around mm. those characters because you could make them so relevant to today. But they're not. They stick with, oh, let's use the Joker yet again. Yeah. yeah, we all love the Joker. Don't get me wrong. When it's done right, Joaquin, yeah, great job. I'm not I'm not 100% sold on, on the new one in Reeves' film, but we'll, we'll see where he goes. He's not meant to be the Joker just yet. He's just meant to be a bit of a psychopath. We'll see where he goes. But, you know, it's... I've ran out of words. I've ran out of words, Richie. <laughs> 
Because I'm exasperated <laughs> with what DC are doing. They're just all over the shop. They don't know what they want. Yeah. They haven't got the Grandmaster. And even Marvel's gone off the fucking rails nowadays with the sequels, prequels, fucking jumping all over the police shop. It's getting mm. saturated in the market. And I think it's just too much. There's no... Where they had up till Endgame, they had a singular vision. They all kind of... They brought all these characters in and kind of... They were going in a single direction. Now, they're all over the shop. Some of them are working. Some of them aren't working. Star Wars did it, didn't they, with the, the tick-tock. The tick being the the Star Wars film, the tock being the story, like Solo, like Rogue One. Yeah. So they did it. But the, the single films worked really well there. Yeah. Where, where the, the big Skywalker... Ah, just went off the rails. We'd had no Star Wars since '97. No, no, yo, no. You you had the prequels. You f- you're forgetting the prequels. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, see, about- see where where he went wrong with the prequels was character. Well, different podcast. We'll, but we'll still talk about them nine films. Oh, right. Okay. So. You had 1983, Return of the Jedi, and then we waited until 99, wasn't it, with Phantom Menace? So that was a good 16 years. And then it must have been another, what, 12 years in between the prequel sequels to the new Star Wars, Force Awakens. And so that was a, it's a, that's a long time, a long time to be waiting for, you know, a sequel. And then you had loads. Yeah. You had loads of films in like a very short space of time. And it goes back to what you said earlier. They oversaturated it. Yeah. It becomes very blase. It's like, oh, Star Wars, yeah, whatever. And they lost their, their way. They just lost it totally. Okay. So we're saying some reboots are good. Some fran- If you've got something new to say. Some can be good if they're good for a new generation. Bring a good story to a new generation by casting relevant actors. So here are some upcoming reboots. Quick fire round, Richie. Okay. Yes or no? Number one, Ace Ventura without Jim Carrey. No. Akira. Okay. Apparently is actually moving forward. So I would say yes. Okay. Well, yeah. Just just, just for the interest of like, what can I do with yes. this? <laughs> Next one. I'm, I'm not going to go through all of these. These are on Den of Geek. Okay. This is a website. I'm, I'm going to call out to Den of Geek. that They have kind of collated some up coming sequels prequels sorry reboots what have you american werewolf in london now oh. <laughs> i'm gonna say no i think i think the old one still works to this day is it some of the yeah. effects are showing us age a little bit but it's still a good story i'll go to see it just because what they're gonna do with it one from richie's favorite era big trouble in little china hell yeah we know Blades. We know Blades coming. Yeah. Apparently, they're going to remake the Blob. Well, I like I like the eighties version. I do like the eighties version. It was gory. The effects were top notch for the time. And yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I think there's been enough time. Yeah, to bring that to met that. Okay. So we we've had the recent the recent Candyman. Have you seen that? Yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's pointless. A pointless remake. <laughs> um, what else? What else have we got? The remake in the Craft. I've heard this. Yes or no, Richie? Um, yes or no? No. The Crow. Oh, I know it's Skarsgård who's doing it, isn't he? Um, yes or no? Tick tock, tick tock. No. I'll go for a no because I, I, I still prefer the, the original. Two controversial ones now. Das Boot. No, because no, I'll go for the original. Don't look now. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Wasn't that? I, I'm a, with the first one. Escape from New York. No. I'm going to say yes. That needs a remake. That is. De- you watch that now. It's dated. It's rubbish. 
the idea is good, and you know it, it it's good as a nostalgia trip, but it's it's not a great film. Um, Firestarter, Twisted Firestarter. I've seen it. I've seen the the one that they did last year. No, I didn't. I've not seen it. So that's why I've, I've just shouted no, it out. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. Um, Ghostbusters, we know about. Um, Highlander, they are remaking now. It all hangs on who they're going to have as the Kurgan, the bad guy. That's what it hangs on. Okay. So we'll say... Yes, for that yes, one. For a new generation. I think it's, we've moved on enough now. Because, again, the effects aren't great in that. They do. They are really creaky these days. Um, invasion of the Body Snatchers. Oh, we do like a good Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, yes. Little Shop of Horrors. Ooh, I'm going to say no. Flat no. Does not need to yeah. be remade. It's an absolute classic. And it still stands up today. The work they did with the, the animatronic work that they did with, with that bloody plant is phenomenal. So absolutely not no rubbish uh, memento why the fuck are they make re- want to remake memento i forgot all about that you forgot that's what you did there richie I, you nearly fucking sucked me in nightmare on elm street well i did see the last remake that they did and it was terrible so no no parts of the kai beans just an ongoing yeah. franchise that's what we're moving to I'm, roadhouse Ooh, <laughs> one no. from your era no one from your no Roadhouse is is brilliant. Here's one. Here's an interesting one. Todd McFarlane's Spawn. Yes, I would say yes. Okay, Starship Troopers. I'm smiling here because I'm just looking at Richie's face. No, <laughs> the Ten Commandments. No, and here's one that I'm just going to say fucking flat. No, absolutely not. White men can't jump. <laughs> Do not fucking remake that film. Why would you want to... Re- now, the thing is, mate, that is one of my films that I think I really love. Oh, my God. I love White Men Can't Jump. Woody Howlson and Wesley Snipes are cracking in that film. Oh, dear. Of all the films that they choose, they've chosen that one. <laughs> yeah, and that, that'll be it. So there you go. There, there's some of the some of the films you can look out to, look out to um, coming up in the near future, which might get remade, might get not. And one that was on that list, which I did not mention, Richie, is Logan's Run. Well, they're missing a trick there. So they are looking at remaking Logan's Run for you. There you go. They need to. They need to. So let's see what they do with Akira and Logan's Run. They're my, they're my uh, our, mine, our shout out for what's coming up in the near future. So we've had a bit of a ramble. They can be good. They can't be good. If they respect what's gone before, that's great. On that piece of sli- uh, sliced fried gold, I think we might end it there. Unless you've got anything else to say, Richie. No. Have I? Have I got something else to say? You normally jump in partway through this, so you might as well just get it out now. I do, don't I? Yeah, I do. No, no. Okay. So if you fancy a bit more diabolical film banter, then like, comment, and subscribe. Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter deserves a remake. There we go. You couldn't have done that when I was doing the other bit, when I asked you. So now, <laughs> now, now we're saying that. So like, comment, and subscribe, but not in the middle of when Richie's talking, clearly, um, to the podcast, and we will catch you on the next episode. Also, if you like us talking bollocks about film, then maybe even give us a review. And if you need to get something off your chest, then maybe even send us a question. We might even answer it on the show. Have I got anything else to say? I mean, let me let me just think. Have I got anything else to say? No. No. Carry on. Mm. You can find us in your local friendly neighbourhood podcast app and on so all the What's the most the recent interwebs. sequel, Richie? Eh? What's the most recent sequel? It's probably changed while we recorded this. The most recent sequel? Well, you had the first sequel. You had the first reboot sequel. What's the most recent one? I've no idea. Research, Richie. Research. I've no idea. Let's have a look, shall we? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking end. <laughs> 
So after all this rambling, ambling, rambling, <laughs> it leaves it for me to say thanks for listening and catch you later. And from me till next time, tatty bye.